Welcome to Squawk 5353, the Private Pilot Podcast, episode 45. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, a private pilot sharing my tips and tricks to make the skies a safer place. In this week's episode, we'll be discussing icing in the aviation environment. Stay tuned for all this and more in Squawk 5353. Before we begin this week's episode, I'd like to encourage you to consider donating to my Patreon. For those of you who don't know, Patreon is a way for you to financially support the show. This show takes a lot of time each week to research, write, record, and edit. It would mean the world to me if you went over to my Patreon and donated to the show. Another way which you can support the show is by subscribing to this podcast and whatever podcast listening app you are using. That way, new episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. And now, back to today's main topic, icing in the aviation environment. One of the greatest hazards to cold weather flight is aircraft icing. Ice destroys the smooth flow of air, increasing drag while decreasing the ability of an airfoil to create lift. Many aircraft are prohibited from flying into icing or more specifically, known icing conditions. It is not enough to view forecasts as icing is difficult to predict. All pilots should be aware of the conditions conductive to ice, aircraft icing in order to recognize them and react in real time. Different types of icing, when formed, can be recognized differently. Once identified, the icing will impact the control and performance of the aircraft and the aircraft systems on board. Anti-ice and de-ice equipment can be used to prevent or even to remove ice. First and foremost, we must define icing conditions. In order for icing to exist, there are three key factors which must exist, the temperature, the moisture, and the droplet size. Icing generally performs between zero degrees Celsius and negative 20 degrees Celsius. The warmer the air temperature, the more likely the supercooled droplet will hit the leading edge of an aircraft surface and freeze as it flows back, forming clear and glazed icing. These are more hazardous as they are extremely disruptive to airflow around the surface. With the colder air temperature, it is more likely that the supercooled droplet will freeze on impact on the aircraft surface, causing rime ice. Icing can form when the outside air temperature is actually above freezing if the aircraft surface is below freezing. This condition may exist when an aircraft has recently descended from a cooler temperature. The second part of it is moisture. For ice to accrete on an aircraft, there must be sufficient liquid in the air. Water in the form of vapor, wet snow, different than a dry snow, or ice will generally not stick to an airplane's external surfaces. For our definition, we're going to say that sufficient liquid water is any visible moisture, which may be in the form of clouds or liquid precipitation. Finally, there is droplet size. Small droplets will generally strike a surface and quickly freeze but larger droplets take longer to freeze and may impact larger areas. Supercooled droplets can form in two ways. The first way is temperature inversion. Typically, temperatures decrease with altitude. However, when there is a temperature inversion, this is not the case. Temperature inversions are most often associated with warm fronts and stationary fronts. In a temperature inversion, a layer of cold air lies under a layer of warmer air. Freezing rain and occasionally freezing drizzle typically forms when snow falls from air that is above freezing and melts, forming liquid precipitation. These liquid water droplets continue to fall into a layer of ice that is at or below freezing. 
In some cases, the droplets will freeze to form ice pellets, which may be observed at the surface. Given the conditions suitable for the formation of icing, what is known icing? Knowing what defines icing conditions, pilots must reconcile the meaning of known icing conditions. The AIM defines known icing conditions as atmospheric conditions in which the formation of ice is observed or detected in flight. Note that because of the variability in space and time of atmospheric conditions, the existence of a report observed icing does not assure the presence or intensity of the icing conditions at a later time, nor can a report of no icing assure the absence of icing conditions at a later time. In order to know, or to reasonably know, whether you're going to encounter icing conditions, pilots must consult icing prediction products. There are a variety of different icing prediction products, including freezing level charts, forecast icing potential, current icing airmats or sigmats, current icing pyreps, and wind and temperatures aloft. Now it's important to find out the different definitions or the different types of ices. The first type of icing we'll be discussing is clear or glazed ice. Sometimes clear and smooth, but usually containing some air pockets, which results in a lumpy translucence appearance. Glazed ice results from supercooled drops or droplets striking the surface but not freezing rapidly on contact. Glazed ice is denser, harder, and sometimes more transparent than rime ice. With larger accumulations, the ice typically includes horns protruding from the unprotected leading edge surface. It is the ice shape rather than the clarity or color of the ice which is more likely to be accurately assessed from the cockpit. The terms clear and glaze have been used for essentially the same type of ice accumulation, although some reserve clear for thinner accumulations which lack horns and conform to the airfoil. As aforementioned, clear or glaze ice forms mostly when conditions are between 0 and negative 10 degrees Celsius where there are large amounts of water, high aircraft velocities, and large droplets which are conducive to the formation of clear ice. This type of ice is most dangerous because it's clear as it forms. As already noted, this type of ice is denser, harder, and typically more transparent than rime ice. The second type of ice to look at is rime ice. It is a rough, milky, opaque ice formed by the rapid freezing of supercooled drops or droplets after they strike the aircraft. The rapid freezing results in air being trapped, giving the ice its opaque appearance and making it porous and brittle. Rime ice typically accumulates along the stagnation line of the airfoil and is more regular in shape and conformal to the airfoil than glaze ice. This type of ice forms between negative 10 and negative 20 degrees Celsius. For larger accumulations of rime ice, rime ice may form a streamlined extension of the wing. Low temperatures, lesser amounts of liquid water, lower velocities, and smaller droplets are more conducive to the formation of rime ice. Mixed icing occurs between negative 8 and negative 15 degrees Celsius and is a mixture of both clear ice and rime ice. The simultaneous appearance of the combination of rime and glaze ice characteristics. Since the clarity, color, and shape of the ice may be a mixture of both rime and glaze characteristics, accurate identification of mixed ice in the cockpit may be difficult. The next type of icing is frost. This is a thin layer of crystalline ice. This normally occurs on clear, calm wind nights when the air temperature and dew points are below freezing. This may also occur when descending from a zone of freezing temperatures to an area of high humidity. The last few types of ice are specific to aircraft which have de-icing equipment. However, for most general aviation airplanes, de-icing equipment is limited to maybe a small de-icing patch 
on the propeller or on the leading edge of the wing. Icing greatly affects aircraft control and performance. Structural icing, referring to the accumulation of ice on the exterior of the aircraft, will have many impacts on the control and performance of the airplane. It's important to remember that small parts of the aircraft will develop ice, such as the pitot tube and the antennas, before the larger parts, such as the wing. Icing in strange places, such as the windscreen, is an indication of supercooled droplets. The quicker you move, the more friction on the skin of the airplane, and thus the less icing was to be expected. So a jet will not accumulate ice as fast as a Cessna in the same conditions. Icing decreases lift, thrust, and range, and increases drag, weight, fuel consumption, and stall speed. The most hazardous aspect of structural icing is the aerodynamic effects. The first of the aerodynamic effects is lift. As we know in our principles of flight, that lift is generated mostly by the first 25% of our wingtip, which is in the same location ice will tend to form first. Even a thin layer of ice at the leading edge of a wing, especially if it's rough, can have a significant effect in increasing stall speed. The next aerodynamic factor is thrust. Propeller icing reduces thrust for the same aerodynamic reason that wings tend to lose lift and increase drag. That being said, propellers, like wings, can also be protected with anti-icing systems. The third aerodynamic effect, and the most important of the four, is drag. The accumulation of ice affects the coefficient of drag on the airfoil. Accumulations no thicker or rougher than coarse sandpaper on the leading edge and the upper surface of the wing can reduce lift by as much as 30% and increase drag by as much as 40%. Drag tends to increase steadily as ice accumulates, and an airfoil drag increase of 100% is not unusual, and for large horn accumulations, the increase can be 200% or even higher. Ice on an airfoil is incredibly unpredictable, and even the most accurate of drag curves caused by icing cannot depict all the effects of icing. Even before airfoil stall, there can be changes in the pressure over the airfoil which could affect a control service at the trailing edge. In addition to the increase in drag, and therefore the increase in stall speed, another hazard of structural icing is the possible uncommanded and uncontrolled roll phenomenon, referred to as roll upset, associated with severe in-flight icing. Pilots flying aircraft certificated for flight into known icing conditions should be aware that severe icing is a condition outside of the aircraft's certification icing envelope. Roll upset may be caused by airflow separation, which induces self-deflection of the ailerons and loss or degraded roll handling characteristics. These phenomena can result from severe icing conditions without unusual symptoms of ice accumulation or perceived aerodynamic stall. The final of the four aerodynamic factors is weight. The more ice accumulates, the more the weight of the aircraft. However, the actual weight of ice on the airplane is insignificant, however, when compared to the airflow disruption it causes. Looking at the flight controls, as airfoils become less effective, so may the flight control surfaces. This means more deflection will be required until the point where the control surface is ineffective. Icing will also affect fuel consumption. The more weight and drag increases, the more thrust is required. Since thrust can also be degrading, the engine must work even harder, increasing fuel consumption. Icing in the carburetor is also very common, but we'll talk about that in a different episode. But we also can look at different ways that icing may affect aircraft systems. For looking at communication and navigation, antennas are quick to accumulate with ice and typically do not have protection leading to navigation and communication problems or failures if flight into known icing occurs. 
you also can look into flight instruments. A lot of flight instruments rely on data from external sources such as the pitot tube, static port, and stall warnings. If icing covers these instruments, they are rendered entirely useless. In conclusion, due to the dangers of structural icing, aircraft are generally prohibited from operating within icing conditions. It's important to realize that flight into visible moisture is going to result in a drop of temperature. If you're operating on the border of freezing, consider that drop and either avoid it or monitor temperatures closely. Icing will greatly and rapidly decrease your aircraft performance, so it's best to avoid ice if you can. The best way to deal with icing is to prevent its buildup through de-icing systems. If icing has already formed, then you are now looking at an anti-ice system. Regardless of the numbers or atmospheric conditions, a review of icing forecast tools before flying in winter months or the colder climates is imperative. Don't assume away your resources. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to check out last week's episode where I talk about airport operations. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, please consider donating to my Patreon. A link to my Patreon can be found in the show notes. Also in the show notes is a link to all the resources used in today's show. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to share it with a friend and subscribe to this podcast so that new episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. Again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, and let's make the skies a safer place. Thank you.